Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. This is Tuesday, October 4th, 2016, and welcome to episode number 227 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. Yes, it is, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, um, uh, <clears throat> the birth of the WWS Radio Network, the one and the only WWS Revolution. And, of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. We're, of course, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on, of course, being Tuesday night, we'll, of course, do our old standby, of course, in talking about last night's WWE Monday Night Monday Night Raw broadcast, which, of course, was a doozy here. We'll get more We'll get more on Monday Night Raw here in just a few moments. But, of course, before that, we'll, of course, have our wrestling news and view segment, which we brought to us tonight by one half of our premier WWE-US news tag team, King Ice, which would be the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo, J.D., of course, the 2015 WWS Hall of Famer. He is also, of course, the host of Raw Radio, of course, every Monday afternoon at 3, as well as, of course, part of our other shows here in the radio network as well. And, and on the chat box here tonight, Brain, that's our wrestling history and birthdays. J.D.'s partner from Raw Radio as well is, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, which is who is the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer as well. First off, gentlemen, let me welcome you to number 227 of what promises to be a very explosive and exciting, as always, revolution. A new week, and we are going to show you some mercy, at least on this night. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, I see we'll be, we'll be leading in, of course, towards uh, SmackDown's next uh, entry into the WWE pay-per-view phenomenon, No Mercy. Uh, of course, we'll be talking a little bit more about that here as, of course, uh, the week unfolds. Uh, and of course, like I said, more uh, re- we'll get some wrestling news and views here from JD in just a moment, and our history and birthdays here from John in just a moment, and so our reviews of Monday Night Raw last night also in just a moment, and of course even some wrestling extras here. Hope just a moment, and of course we'll have hopefully we'll have some more folks pop on in here momentarily. And if you want to chime in on anything that myself, JD, or John, or any of our other folks that pop in tonight have to say, please feel free to give us a call right here. <clears throat> main line, as always, is 1-724-444-7444. That's a number you cannot forget, ladies and gentlemen. It's got too many fours in it. <laughs> yeah. I'll start doing that. That might be pretty good. Um, that call ID is, of course, the magic six numbers, one three eight zero five five pounds And press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we have to say here tonight here in regards to wrestling. Uh, old, new, what have you. We're definitely going to talk about it right here. Uh, so let's just go, let's not waste any time. Let's just dive right on into what we do best here on Revolution and all, our, and all of our shows in the radio network. Wrestling, wrestling, and yes, did I say wrestling? Yes, I did. And we'll go ahead and dive right on into it with, of course, our wrestling news and views segment starting up first. Percy of our own Iceman himself, J.D. Jerry Drama, who, of course, has got uh, King Ice, <clears throat> uh, got King, King Ice covered here with our news and views. J.D., let's see what we have going on in the wrestling news of these world today. Okay, according to Koto Ayabushi, there is zero, quote, chance of signing him on full-time with WWE. Ayabushi spoke with Tokyo Sports and when asked if he was going to sign a full-time agreement, he said the chance is, quote, zero, absolutely no. Ayabushi that his, quote, special case situation is one he hopes WWE uses to build a bridge with the Japanese wrestling industry and allow more talent to come across the pond. Ibushi is currently set to team with, uh, currently in the NXT Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic starting this week with Hideo Itami, formerly known as Kenta. Meanwhile, however, Raw ratings, however, went up a little this week, despite the fact that last week's ratings were not that strong. Last week, they did a 1.75 in Cincinnati, as you know, and of course, it was a rough night there. Last night, however, they went and improved a little bit up to a 1-9, however, despite the fact that 13.2 million, however, ended up watching the Monday Night Football game between Minnesota and New York and Minnesota, which the Vikings won that game. Meanwhile, Eric Rowan is set to undergo surgery tomorrow, however, according to Dr. James Andrews, and could be out at least four to six months with a torn rotator cuff. Rowan injured the uh, matter, however, eight days ago in Wheeling, West Virginia, at a house show match against Apollo Crews. Meanwhile, Bill Goldberg is still uh, having talks with WWE, and according to reports, will be on off the record with, uh, or on the record with Jonathan Coachman, I believe, tomorrow night. However, and reports are now saying how he could be coming close to a full-time deal, uh, deal with WWE, and we'll be knowing more about this tomorrow night. However. Um, meanwhile, Howard Jamie Noble did make some comments earlier today about his uh, little incident that occurred last week, in which he was apparently. Details why, however, how he got stabbed a week ago. And here's what he told uh, one of our uh, sources here. Uh, According to Pro Wrestling Sheet, however, he was rushed into surgery because one of his lungs was filling up with blood. This is how the situation started, according to Noble. I was viciously attacked in my front yard. 
One coward got out of the car saying I pushed him off the road, and I immediately apologized because I was on the road all week. And just that night alone, I got off work Tuesday night and drove from Cleveland to Princeton, West Virginia, so I could have been tired and drifted over the yellow line. On the stabbing, however, he simply said, In the middle of this madness, one coward pulls a knife, stabbing me once through the back middle near the spin. The blade went between my ribs and hit my lung. I also still tried to fight back, and then they tried to cut my throat. I was able to get them to miss the throat and rip my shoulder open. Now, wanting help to find the attackers, here's how Noble uh, said he is looking for justice here. I need help from my Facebook family. I need you to share this with everyone else you can. Somebody knows something or heard something, saw something, and can help me get these criminals because the law isn't going to. Please ask. Listen. Anything can just help me or just get one name. Just one. This could have been my 63-year-old dad or my 16-year-old boy. Can you even imagine that? I can't. I'll also pay $200 for a name, and if it turns out legit, I'll give you another $500 cash. Please share this with every friend you have, and me get a name and person that did this disgusting, disturbing, dastardly act. And let's see if we have any other news to report, however. Oh, yes, we have one more story to report. According to reports, however, mind you, however... Uh, Charlotte and Sasha, of course, reports how reportedly in discussions having one final matchup at Hell in a Cell after what happened last night. And finally, according to report, however, in a meeting, however, that was held Sunday, Dixie Carter did meet with TNA and spoke on several issues Monday night. Here are some of the highlights. Carter commented on late pay for town, knowing that there are times where their payments are being made late, and that it was because TNA is waiting for money they are owed to come in. In regards to the rumors that WWE wanted to buy TNA, she said that WWE wanted to purchase it, but stated that even though she could have sold, she would not let that happen. She also said that TNA still owns their video library. She also went on to say that she is still the majority owner, but admitted to some infighting with the other minority owners and told town that Bound for Glory was always going to happen, but admitted to the company scrambling prior to the pay-per-view in regards to the financial situation. Carter also reportedly acted surprised that everyone was so up in arms and worried about the status of the company. As a result, she apologized to the locker room since there was so much concern and worry among them. And speaking of TNA, however, last night, however, Eddie Edwards took on Bobby Lashley at a taping, however, that might air as early as tomorrow night or in the next few weeks, but I believe it will be airing tomorrow night. And reports have said that now he is the new heavyweight champion after defeating Bobby Lashley last night. Oh. So we might get to hear something about that from our own Black Widow here pretty soon. So. Yes. So uh, thank you very much, Virginia, for covering that. My apologies. I had to step away unexpectedly. Those things just happen sometimes. So I did, want to, I did not want to get away. I did not want to uh, take away from your fine uh, bond broadcasting there, my man. So thank you very much. Of course, uh, I do want you go ahead and finish what you need. Go ahead and finish, bud. You go ahead. J.D., go ahead. What's that? I thought you were, were you finished. I'm sorry. I didn't want no, to cut yeah, you off. No, yeah, I'm done. I'm done, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, I, didn't, well, I want to make sure you were done. I didn't yep, want to I cut had you everything off. Done. If there's anything else, okay. I'll let you know. Okay. Well, I want to make sure you were okay. That's why I, want, I always want to double check and make sure. I didn't want to interrupt you there, Parker. <laughs> you know. And now, J.D., of course, like I said, Ice Fan there, along with, as well as King W.O. Gerard T. Smith. Is of course King Ice is your premier WWS news tag team. They bring you on the news that's fit to print, and of course if it doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course in Gerard's case, uh, good old fashioned hammer and nails and duct tape—that's the best way to make it fit. Absolutely. 
And, of course, uh, hearing that he was supposed to proceed, John Gross has our history and birthdays for uh, today, October the 4th. And he's got some pretty good amounts here. And uh, a very infamous moment in professional wrestling history, I think, J.D., you may remember this as well. And let's go ahead and dive right in. Let's not waste time to dive right on into it. 41 years ago today, 1975, a twin-engine Cessna 310 plane heading to Legion Stadium in Wilmington, North Carolina, from Charlotte for an evening show, crashes as they approached Wilmington Airport. The plane was piloted by Vietnam War veteran Joseph Michael Farkas, carrying, <clears throat> and before I announce who that was, we do have somebody else coming in on the line. Uh-huh. And I think I mentioned this gentleman's name just a minute ago. Did I mention the name of Gerard? You might have. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen. This is the one and the only, the man, the myth, and the legend. This is, <clears throat> of course, the 2014 WWS Hall of Famer. He is also, of course, <clears throat> the mainstay of the radio network and the COO of WCWS. He's, of course, <clears throat> the one and the only king in WOGTS, Gerard T. Smith. Gerard, welcome to 227. Of revolution. Thank you. Yes, sir. We're just right getting right into the history there, uh, Gerard. So, uh, and you might find some you might find this piece of history very interesting there, Gerard. So listen, so buckle buckle yourself in and hang on. Um, let me say yes. Forty-one years ago, nineteen seventy-five, a twin-engine Cessna three hundred and ten plane headed into Legion Stadium in Wilmington, North Carolina, from Charlotte for an evening show crashes as they approached Wilmington Airport. The plane was piloted by Vietnam War veteran Joseph Michael Farkas, and they were carrying Rick Flair, David Crockett, Bob Bruggers, Tim Woods, and Johnny Valentine. To lighten the plane's heavy load, the pilot chose to dump the fuel instead of redistributing weight throughout the plane. The choice proved costly as the plane ran out of gas, sank from about 4,000 feet, and crashed just 100 yards short of the runway, missing a nearby water tower. <clears throat> Everyone on board initially survived the plane crash, though all were seriously injured. David Crockett, who, was, who wasn't supposed to be on the plane, suffered head and arm injuries and lost two teeth. Bruggers, Valentines, Woods, and Flair all suffered injuries, with Woods suffering a concussion and broken wit, ribs, Ruggers underwent back surgery and had a steel rod inserted into his spinal column. Though he couldn't continue to, though he could continue to wrestle, he retired. Flair's back was broken in three places. Told by doctors never to wrestle again. He underwent rigorous physical therapy and made his return to the ring just eight months later. Valentine suffered the worst. In addition to his broken back, a bone fragment was embedded in his spinal column. A clamp was inserted to hold the bones in his back, rendering Valentine paralyzed and confined to a wheelchair for the remainder of his life. But unfortunately for the pilot, he suffered back injuries and went into a coma but did not come out of it. He died two months later at the age of 28. Infamous moment right there, guys. I mean, unbelievable. 34 years ago today, 1982, Sergeant Slaughter defeated Ricky Steamboat in the finals of a tournament to become the NWA United States champion. 
The term was used when Wahoo McDaniel was forced to vacate the belt due to injuries suffered by Abdullah the Butcher. The participants in the tournament included Pat Patterson, Mike David, Nikolai Volkov, Leroy Brown, Super Destroyer, Ivan Koloff, Ron Bass, Johnny Weaver, Jay Youngblood, Steve Muslin, Jacques Roulet, Dusty Rhodes, Ole Anderson, and Ron Ritchie. Nineteen years ago today, in 1997, Brian Pillman wrestled his last match at a live event. Oh, yes. Seventeen years ago today, Disco Inferno defeated Psychosis to win the WCW Cruiserweight title. The belt was awarded to Psychosis after WCW was forced to pull Lenny Lane off of television due to standards and practices. Hmm, that's interesting. But on the same show, something was something was very special. Bret Hart and Chris Benoit wrestled in a tribute match to the late Owen Hart. They trained in the Hart Dungeon together in Calgary. Bret won the, the match, and this was Bret's first bout since his brother's passing back in May. And this was also held in Kansas City, Missouri, where the infamous tragedy took place five months before. Yes. I think Harley Race did the ring announcing for that match, too. He did, yes. I remember that, yes. If I'm mistaken, yeah. Seven years ago today, put it at 2009, WWE presented Hell in a Cell from the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. The event had three Hell in a Cell matches. The first one was The Undertaker defeating CM Punk to win the World Heavyweight title. The second one was Randy Orton beating John Cena to win the WWE title. And the third one was DX defeated Le- defeating Legacy in a tag team match. Hmm, okay. And also one and also uh, one birthday here, guys. Happy 68th birthday to Vince McMahon's wife, the former WWE president, CEO, and former U.S. senatorial candidate Linda McMahon. And Johnson, that's all he's got for the wrestling history and birthdays. And and before I turn uh, Gerard loose on the plug, I will let you know that we do have another person popping in on the chat box, and she's saying hello. It is the last kicker herself. Miss Anne-Marie Rickenbach has joined us as well. And welcome is myself, Gerard, J.D., and John on here with us, on here tonight. Uh, Gerard, if you will, please, sir, the infamous P.L.U.G. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. The ID number is one three eight zero five five. Press pound. Press one. You can talk to any of us right now. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir, Gerard. And of course, we'll go ahead and dive right on into our next phase here. Of course, our Tuesday night tradition will be our WWE Monday Night Raw review. Uh, as JD did mention uh, here, I believe JD you mentioned a one point nine. Yes. Uh, 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 rating for uh, for last night's raw went up just a tad, uh, not too much, but uh, but again, I think I think it's just starting. I think we're just starting to see that it just cannot really compete that much here anymore with Monday Night Football. It seems. Uh, not only that, you have the voice, you have Dance with the Stars, all the Big Bang Theory, all the Monday Night shows. Yes. Uh, I mean, WWE is really is, is really going to really going to start uh, uh, pressing forward. Is going to continue to press forward, you know, and stick with this. Uh, either that, or they're going to have to start changing something. I mean, I don't know. 
which I'm not sure if they're ever going to change change things at all or not. But but who knows what they're who knows what they're going to do. But anyway, let's go ahead and talk about it here. Of course, uh, we had several big big events took place last night. Uh, Gerard, let's uh, let's get your take about what happened last night on Monday Night Raw. opens up with Roman Reigns and uh, Lana, and then Rusev comes out. They're going to have a Hell in a Cell match at Hell in a Cell for the title. TJ Perkins versus Brian Kendrick. Brian Kendrick won. I thought that was a very good matchup. thing with uh, Jericho and Kevin Owens and Ashton Kutcher and Danny Masterson or whatever was was pretty funny. Then uh, KO and Chris Jericho did that thing with uh, the New Day or whatever. That was pretty good. Sami Zayn versus Titus O'Neil, Sami Zayn won. That was a pretty good match. The next match was the club versus Golden Truth. Golden Truth won. They're on their way back to the top. New Day versus Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens. New Day wins. Tony Nice. That guy's a beast in the cruiserweight division versus Rich Swan. Tony Nice won. Zaro and Sheamus versus some jobbers. Zaro and Sheamus won that one. And then the main event, which I thought was pretty special, was the woman's title. And your new winner is the boss, so I thought that was pretty good. And that's it. Okay. Thank you much there, Gerard. JD, let's hear your thoughts and opinions, sir, about last night's role. Well, let's see. L.A. Raw goes to L.A., as we like to say. However, Uh, A good opener, however... With uh, the whole Roman Reigns, Lana, Rusev thing, all right, now apparently they're going to be going at it at Hell in a Cell. And, of course, uh, Lana wants telling once again, saying to Roman, you go to hell, you go to hell. And uh, apparently they're going to f- settle this feud once and for all, however, I guess, 
in Hell in a Cell, which is now official, however, in about three weeks in Boston. So finally, they'll probably put an end to this feud once and for all. So we'll see how it emerges out of that. I think Roman's going to win that one, obviously, however, because I think after this, they've got to do something else with both of these guys, if you ask me. As far as the opening matchup of the night, TJ Perkins versus Brian Kendrick, however, uh, it was nice to see Kendrick get the win, how I get retribution, especially after what happened. It clashed the champions. A uh, good way to start out the Cruiserweight match, so that was entertaining. Uh, that was exciting, if you ask me. So uh, I was entertained by that. Then you had, uh, let's see what our matches were on there, however, I mean, bear with me. Yeah, Titus O'Neil, of course, taking on Sami Zayn, of course. I guess they're trying to do something now with Sammy or Titus and a new gimmick, if you ask me. Um, I'm hoping uh, this might be the answer. We'll see what happens. However, obviously, we'll have to wait and see. It was good to see Sammy pick up the win there. Uh, then you had, uh, let's see what else we have. We had Braun Strowman again uh, squash a jobber here and then demand that next week, how Mick Foley better bring him better competition or else something else is going to happen. However, then you have, uh, he took on Chase Silver, of course, uh, which was really weird. And like I said, yeah, Gallus and Anderson beat uh, the Golden Truth, which I was happy to see. I think they got to get back behind Gallus and Anderson again, how I do something with them, and really quickly, because uh, I think the fans are starting to lose their patience. And uh, I know Gallus and Anderson are losing their patience, too, with what they've been doing as of late. So they got to get behind them again. Then you have the whole Ashton Kusher, Danny Masterson, Owens Jericho, New Day, uh, KO Jericho Love Fest going on. Uh, this was funny. This was good. I was entertained by this, however, and I thought it was a good match. However, uh, kind of a spoiler here. I think Jericho kind of shot his mouth off maybe to KO. However, they should have kept his mouth shut if he knew what was good for him. So I don't know if they're saying up something with Jericho and KO, possibly, because uh, Jericho said something along the lines like how I should be deserving a title shot or something like that. However, down the road, or I think it was something like along those lines. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if they uh, obviously uh, do something with him. But, of course, Seth Rollins comes out and uh, distracts uh, KO and Jericho, and that gives the New Day a victory, which was really good to see. Um, real classy thing by the WWC end zone cast come out and um, – do the whole breast cancer awareness thing for Susan G. Komen and the three ladies that were in the ring. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was very, very classy. They did something like that. I was glad to see them do it. I would like to have seen maybe uh, Sammy or even the New Day to do something like this, but obviously they didn't. They had uh, other obligations, obviously, on this night, but it was nice to see Enzo and Cass, at least for one night, not be in the ring and get the night off however, and do something classy this way. I was very, very good to see. Then you had this whole um, Rich Swan Tony Nese thing. Uh, this was pretty good again, although it was a little short. However, I do like both of these guys, but I think Tony Nese, seeing him for the first time, really impressed me. I mean, I've already seen Rich Swan a couple times now, along with Perkins. It was nice to see them give us Tony Nese for once. However, I mean, we saw him last week. Uh, he did a little bit better here this week. Um, then, of course, you had, like I said, Rollins confront Stephanie in the back, which was good to see. Um, as far as Sheamus and Cesaro go, however, and what Mick Foley's been doing with them, however, um, I think it's ridiculous. I think they're wasting both of these characters, especially Cesaro, more than anyone by putting on them in the matchup against these two jobbers, Raul White and Mark Carradine. Um, that's what their names were, apparently. 
So uh, I think they're just wasting time and makes us keep telling all shames and sorrow. I don't care what you guys are doing. I don't care how you guys are not getting. You guys aren't getting along. I don't care what you guys are fighting and arguing about. You guys got to stay tag team. I'm sorry, Mick. It's not working. The fans aren't buying to this. Okay. I think it's time to split this team up for too long because it just continues to be a joke. It really does. Uh, some of the celebrities ever in the crowd we saw last night: Oscar De La Hoya. We had some of the LA Ram players, however. We had some of the LA Dodger players there. Uh, that was good to see. Uh, like I said, we also had, uh, like I said, Kusher and Masterson. That was pretty good. Um, let's see, where do we go next? Hmm, let me think, let me think, let me think. Bear with me. Oh, yes. Before the main event, and we'll get into the main event next after this. Uh, it was, once again, Charlotte and Little Miss Blonde Bitch, uh, Perky, Helping Assistant, Dana. I'm a little... Uh, China 2.0 wannabe Brooke Heller coming to the ring, Heller acting all smug and cocky and arrogant. And, of course, once again, they had to act all smug and cocky in front of Bailey. Well, guess what? How'd that feel, Dana, when uh, Bailey kicked your ass all over the backstage here? I'm sure it felt pretty good, huh? I'm sure it felt real great because you got what was coming to you all along, and that slammed hard because you don't piss off Bailey just like you don't piss off Sasha. But... Uh, the one thing I think it was kind of ridiculous before that, I was talking about the women, however, is apparently I guess they're going to be bringing Emma back now, and they're doing a new thing with Emma calling herself Emmalina. Really? I mean, just because you're in Hollywood, you're coming up with a new idea for Emma, and you've decided to come up with a new character name called Emmalina. Yeah, that's really going to work, WWE. That's really going to work. Please. Anyway, um... That leads us to the main event between Charlotte and Sasha. Uh, I said it last, I said it tonight on, uh, and Gerard heard me earlier on, uh, revisited, I'll say it again. Great match. I'm glad these two were given the main event spotlight. It was about damn time that the Raw booking team, after so many months of me bitching about this and saying that the women deserved a main event spot, got a chance to go out there and just wow the crowd last night. And they did. And one of the spots that was incredible, I think, was that corkscrew move that Charlotte did. I mean, that was like a holy shit moment there. I think a lot of people, you could even tell the fans were yelling holy shit on TV, and they didn't even cut it out. But uh, they gave him 15 minutes, which was good. I mean, it was nice to have been seeing another five more minutes, but uh, what it was, I thought it was good to see. And uh, I think uh, seeing Charlotte cry, I thought was really good to see. I think maybe she was, yeah, she was upset losing the belt. That's understandable. But at the same time, I think maybe she also had tears maybe, when she got through the current backstage, however, for Sasha winning it again, maybe. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. But Michael Cole said it best, however, at the end of the night, however, ladies and gentlemen, it's boss time. Well, guess what? It is boss time. And I said it last night to John. I said it to Michelle today. I even said it to Gerard earlier on Revisited, however, tonight, however. I think you have got to make Charlotte, or not Charlotte, you've got to make Sasha champion for a good while. You've got to run with her now for the next few months, or at least have her, have, have her, hold it for a long time now, because basically, the last time they did this, however, they screwed everything up. Hopefully, they don't go back to the same formula again, and trade wins back and forth. They've already had one win apiece, however, with each other. I mean, Charlotte lost the title, obviously, on Raw when it was in Pittsburgh the first time. Then, of course, she regained it, thanks to a questionable and very, very I wouldn't say disturbing, but a very despicable way she won it at SummerSlam. However, although it was a good match, however, I thought 
her uh, getting the title back was just absolutely ridiculous unless Sasha was legitimately hurt. And if that was the case, so be it. But if she wasn't really hurt, it went with that finish instead. Shame on them because I think Charlotte could have just waited a little longer to get the belt. But instead they figure, oh, we're going to put Charlotte back with the belt because Sasha's hurt. Well, now it seems like Sasha's healed again. Hopefully this time she doesn't get hurt a sec again and you run with her for quite a while. Because this time I think you've got to keep her champion for a good while. I mean, they cannot have Sasha hold it for three weeks here and then say Hell in a Cell right in her backyard in three weeks in Boston. Oh, guess what, Sasha? You're giving the title back to freaking Charlotte, and then Charlotte's going to feud with Bailey, and then we're going to put you out of the picture again. No, you can't do that. Keep Sasha with the belt at least till the end of the year, early part of January, and then maybe start to tease maybe at that point. I mean, you started to see a little bit of a tease uh, the last few weeks, but start to build up maybe a matchup between Sasha and Bailey for WrestleMania. That would be a great, great WrestleMania match right there. Those two go if you if you keep Sasha with the title, I think those two would tear down the house in Orlando. So we'll see. But uh, like I said, I'm glad Sasha's back on top of the ladder again. It's about time Charlotte gets put in her place once again. This time, hopefully, Charlotte will be going on to feud with someone else right now, but I imagine they're going to keep this feud going until after Hell in a Cell, and then afterward, they got to think of something else, because right now, they're starting to run thin in this feud already. Uh, thank, you, thank you very much, there, JD, uh, for, for that, uh, for, your, uh, <clears throat> for your review of Monday Night Raw. Uh, let's see what John has to say right here. Uh, John says, of course, started off raw with Roman Reigns. Everyone's surprised because he says he was not. He was, he was glad that Reigns was, was somehow interrupted by Lana and Rusev, which led to a, a brawl with Rusev getting laid out, as usual, by Roman Reigns. And Reigns and Rusev for hell, for hell in a cell for the U.S. title. There are two scenarios for this match. One, this is going to be Rusev's first hell in a cell match. And second, the U.S. title will be held inside Hell in a Cell. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, cruise, and John also says the Cruiserweight title match was a great match. Good kickoff match between the two. He's surprised the Cruiserweight title was not on the line. <clears throat> but as far as Brian Kendrick winning, that brings Kendrick another step back to the Cruiserweight Championship. I'd love to see him go get another opportunity for that belt. He, he does, I think he deserves another opportunity, I think. Uh, good sit-down interview with Seth Rollins talking to Michael Cole about Triple H and KO and him saying he was going to shut down the Kevin Owens show. <laughs> okay. Uh, another Braun Strowman squash match. Uh, uh, of course, this is the dropper's name right here, Chase Silver. Poor Chase Silver. I guess you're going to move back to Idaho. And Braun wanted some real competition. I wonder what real competition he's going to have. Could we... Could we see Big Show or Mark Henry? That would be some good competition for Braun Strowman, I think. And, of course, the funny statement with Jericho in the New Day. Uh, uh, Jericho, of course, putting the New Day on the list. Hmm. Leads to a match between them. Uh, of course, uh, Sami Zayn takes on Titus O'Neil with Titus announcing the Titus brand and saying everything's about him. But, unfortunately, for Titus, he loses. Uh, the club gets a win over R-Truth and Goldust. They're not done, obviously, with the tag team titles. And, of course, the, uh, the confrontation with Owens and Jericho against Ashton Kutcher 
and Danny Masterson. Jericho tried putting them on the list, but instead Masterson took the clipboard, mocking the list, and said they were going to be ringside for their match. They knew they'd get to win unexpectedly against Jericho and Owens with help from Seth Rollins. And then Rollins starting to burn Raw down if he doesn't if he didn't get his title shot. What's Rollins going to do next week? Bring Raw down, bring some gasoline matches in the blowtorch to the Raw cities on fire. If he does, I will. John says he will shame Seth Rollins for what he will, for what he will do. Um, okay. Uh, John also here. This is John here. Another cruiserweight match between Tony Nisi and Rich Swan. The match was good. I wanted Swan to win, but I guess Nisi winning was for the best. Cesaro and Sheamus still not working together. Pick up, pick up another jobber tag team win. And, of course, backstage, we talked about this a little while ago. Bailey made sure Daniel wouldn't be in Charlotte's match. How's that feel, Dana? How's that feel? <laughs> uh, of course, the main event was Sasha Banks and Charlotte for the WWE women's title. I mean, John says when this match was going to be the main event, John was very, John said he was very excited for this. this main event match certainly did not disappoint. And that's how you do a main event between Sasha and Charlotte. John said he definitely loved the match. Charlotte's dive off the top was impressive, but Sasha was not going to be denied last night. All in all, he did the main event between Sasha and Charlotte was one of the best main events ever that he had. Uh, uh, the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, had to go, but she also did say that Raw was was, was a good show as well. Um, and John has that's all he has for Monday Night Raw here as well. And so we thank uh, we thank everyone for their thoughts and opinions here on we thank everyone for their thoughts and opinions about this. Uh... Welcome. Yeah. Oh, JD, did you have something you wish to add? No, 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 no. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, we, I just hope we, we um, kind of had a little technical problem with uh, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith. So we're hoping to try to get him back on. In the meantime, I will go ahead and uh, I'll take care of this while we wait for him to return. <clears throat> 1724-444-7444-call ID 138055-POUND. This is episode 227 of the Mothership Broadcast, WWS Revolution. I'm, of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw on the line here with uh, with me tonight here. Of course, um, the Iceman, J.D. Jerry DiGiralmo, of course, from Raw Radio, uh, 2015 Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, the Human Supplies Machine, John Gross, mm-hmm. also the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer. Of course, I do, I do want to thank the last speaker, Anne-Marie Reckenbach, another 2016 WWS Hall of Famer for, for being on. And also, we did have the 2014 Hall of Famer, King W.O. Gerard T. Smith, on here. But like I said, we have now had some technical issues. Uh, I hope, uh, we hope we're able to get him back on the line here. And John did, did want to add one more thing about uh, about about the Sasha and Charlotte match last night. Say so he will say one more thing between Sasha and Charlotte. If they make a match between two and a hell in a cell, then I hope Charlotte does not win this match. I mean, honestly, JD, would they put would they put a women's match inside of the cell? Yeah, 
They're talking about doing it. They are very serious about it, too. I mean, I mean, I know these ladies, I know they, they train their bodies to withstand anything whenever they go out there and compete. That'll but, be interesting to see. I mean, but, I mean, we're talking about a humongous structure here. We're not talking about like a regular steel cage. And we're not talking about. I mean, that's basically all I can really compare. That's only really, really the only thing I can say. We're talking about a monster structure. I mean, would you want to? Would you? Would you put two ladies inside of this 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 gigantic structure like this? Well, if they studied the tapes, however, and look at the tapes carefully, however, what the guys can do, anything is possible. Well, it is. I mean, I'm not denying that they can do it. I mean, I'm sure they could. I'm, I'm, I have no doubt in my mind. I'm sure any of the ladies would be able to withstand that. I mean, I mean, why they didn't do a whole lot of them back in the day? I mean, heck, I would love to have seen. I don't know. For example, China wrestled on one of those back in the day. Um, I mean, there, there's not a whole lot of them you can really say that uh, that you were, really would have wanted to see wrestle inside that. But I mean, China would have been like my the only ideal one. But see, now you've got more choices. Um, I mean, like I said, this these two right here, for example, they're talking about, like you said, they're talking about. I mean, uh, Tamina might be one. Nia Jax might be another. Uh, Hey, half the ladies on the roster right now. But I mean, would you do the? Would you do it in an elimination chamber? women's match. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, what, that, that might blow the roof off something. I mean, who, 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 who okay, the ladies, the last woman standing match, I mean, John, that's not a bad thought. <laughs> Um, I mean, picture some of the ladies who are on Raw right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Charlotte, obviously, mm-hmm. Dana Brooke, uh, Sasha. Mm-hmm. Bailey, yeah. Uh, I mean, how many more do you have on there? Well, Emma and Paige are slowly but surely coming back. I mean, you could possibly do an elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. Maybe.
information with, like that. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, I did receive work from King and W. Gerard T. Smith. Uh, there was no technical issue. He actually had an emergency. He had to leave, so okay. he will not be back on. He will not be back on. All right. So, yeah, so. But we do thank him for popping on here tonight as well. Uh, <clears throat> um, but we want to make sure that that that's something apparently something must have taken place and he was needed. So, but we still have not heard from anyone else. Hopefully, we'll hopefully we'll get to hear from some more folks here. Um, but of course, also, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, of course, tomorrow night on the Wednesday edition of Revolution, we'll be be talking about, uh, of course, results from tonight's SmackDown Live uh, pay per view. Uh, I mean. SmackDown Live broadcast, excuse me, pay-per-view. Uh, but um, what I will go ahead and mention is, of course, with, uh, this coming Sunday, of course, is Numbers 2016, which is SmackDown's next entry into the WWE pay-per-view universe. Uh, and, of course, I do have a, a poll-up on the Revolution Radio Facebook page about your thoughts and opinions on who do you think, what match are you, are you looking forward to seeing this Sunday and No Mercy 2016, of course, there are five matches currently up right now uh, at No Mercy. Of course, we have the triple threat match for the WWE title, where you have AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose versus John Cena. You also have uh, RKO Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. You also have Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss for the women's title. You have uh, Heath and Rhino versus the Usos for the tag team titles. And you also have Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. It's a title versus career match. Uh, that match is that if Dolph does not win the IC title, then his career in WWE is over. So if you get an opportunity to uh, go on Revolution Radio Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash US Revolution Radio, please feel free to uh, vote on that. And uh, so far we've got three people voting. They feel that they, they're looking forward to seeing the big uh, WWE title match. And plus, I think we also have two and two people looking forward to seeing the match between Orton and Wyatt. And that's all we got so far. So, but uh, uh, I mean, go back to what we were just talking about here. You know, if there's, I mean, what JD just mentioned to us here, that they're talking about possibly, you know, putting uh, the next pay-per-view, of course, hell on the sale. They're talking about putting, you know, Sasha Banks and Charlotte and making a, a women's title match, rematch inside of the cell. You know, we were naming off some possible matches to put some of the some some of the uh, WWE ladies, and we don't call them divas anymore. We we just we're just gonna say women or ladies, whatever. Uh, John mentioned the last woman standing match. I mean. Uh, I mean, all all the matches have been out there over time, JD. I mean, what other matches would you would you put the ladies in? I mean, uh, let's see, not counting Hell in a Cell. I mean, an Elimination Chamber you could do. When you say Elimination Chamber, uh, we mentioned that as a possibility. Yeah, Elimination Chamber, Hell uh, in a Cell. Uh, possibly maybe a uh, street fight. That's yeah. Awesome. You could do a couple yeah. street fights. Sasha and Sasha, Nikki and Carmella. 
Uh, let's see. We also do uh, Iron Woman match. You've done that a couple times. I mean, look at Sasha and Bailey. You can go back to that. Yeah, you do that, of course. And you see, if you keep it in mind, you can bring it up on a bigger scale. Because they did it in NXT. Right. You could do that on, you could do that like on Raw or SmackDown or, like I said, even a little bit further up on, like I said, the next level, which will be the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, now, now, one thing I think we all want to see is I think what we all want to see is we would love to see Yash Survivor Series coming up in November. Right. We definitely want to see one of the Survivor Series, the classic Survivor Series matchups. We have got to see the Raw ladies and the SmackDown ladies against each other. Yes, I would agree. Definitely. That's a given. That They have got to do that. They've got to do some Raw versus SmackDown matches at Survivor Series. That's a given. Yep. I mean, that would, I mean or, 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 or let, me, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that for a second. Now, a lot of people may, may, not, may agree with me, may, may or may not agree with me on this, and that's fine, but has their own opinion, opinion about it. And that's that you, everybody can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think your main pay-per-views, which are as follows. Royal Rumble, right? WrestleMania, right? Yep. SummerSlam, yep. right? Right. And Survivor Series, yep. 94, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah, SummerSlam, Rumble, Mania, Survivor Series, those are your four. Yeah. Yes, the main, those, 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 those are your Big final, those, those are your fatal four right there. Yeah. Those, those are the, yeah. I'm trying to think of a better term to use than the word fatal, but that's, that's the best term I can come up with. Anyway, anyway. Absolutely. Anyway, I'll say this. In each of those pay-per-views, a formula that WWE can use that would, that would work is that in some fashion, and not just for the women, they do this for the men too, They've got to do some. They have to do some inter, interpromotional matches for each of these pay-per-views in some capacity, and do it and do some big-time matches. Don't do, do, do the simple one-on-one like what they did. Of course, I mean, of course, one of the most infamous ones, obviously, was Brock and Goldberg at WrestleMania 20. Yes, but do uh, and like we mentioned before with the ladies. Do 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 like I said. Uh, you, 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 it's like six people in the elimination chamber, right? Right. Uh, at one of the pay per views, you can pick whichever one you want. Elimination chamber: three Raw ladies versus three SmackDown ladies. Uh, and whoever pins who, whomever, regardless if it's a Raw, if a Raw lady pins a Raw lady, or or a Raw lady pins a SmackDown lady. Or vice versa. I'm sure, JD, you know where I'm getting at with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They would earn a shot at their respective title. Yeah, definitely. We talked. I mean, some of the guys, we mentioned that yesterday. I think we talked about it either yesterday or it was a couple, couple weeks ago. However, on Raw Radio, we were discussing that actually. Yeah, so I mean, but you got to have some interpromotional matches. I mean, if you, I mean, I mean, you can probably try doing some small ones. Try to help you gain some 
viewership. Yeah. But but do it at least do it at your main four. Yeah, of course. But if you don't do it at your main four, I mean it's not going to work. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean you got you got you got the WrestleMania obviously, I mean, would be the top your top one you gotta do it at. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 is obvious. It is obvious. But we'll, we'll we'll keep thinking about some more of these thoughts here because I mean I mean, this is this is this is this is a good thing right here. Yeah. Um. But even though right now it's just me, you, and John right now, JD, I think we can still do this, and hopefully we'll have maybe one or two more folks pop on here a little bit later. Uh, we still got a few minutes. Uh, I've pulled up my list, my wrestler list. All right. Um, and I figure we can probably do a we can add on a few more. Uh, we can do a few more uh, um, uh, fancy matchups here off this list. All right. Because we're we're halfway through it already. Um, we actually hit halfway last week. So. so let's just go ahead and do that, and I will keep double checking to see if anybody else does show up. And um, and some of these you might, and some of these y'all, if I don't recognize any of the names, I can have you just give me a hand with. It. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go there, J- uh, J.D. And John, listen very, very carefully. <coughs> <coughs> um, excuse me. Let me grab me something to drink here and grab my food. And we will go ahead and get things rolling here. So if I'm going to do this, i got to make sure I have a clear head, right? <laughs> and a clear head. <laughs> there you go. All right, here we go. Here we go. The first one here. The Berserker, we're going to do a one-on-one here first to start off. All right. The Berserker versus the Beast. Now, I don't know who the Beast would be. Uh, hmm. the Beast. I don't know if there was an, an actual wrestler named the Beast at one time. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, okay. Uh, now, to start with you, J.D., the Berserker versus the Beast. I'm going to say if it's the beast who we think the beast is, however, then the berserker is going to be in trouble. And we know who right, that I is. I have not used the, the beast that we we think it is. That's something I've never used that guy before. Yeah, but I'm going to take the berserker in this one. I'm going to take the berserker. Um, and John says draw in this because. He's. I mean, I mean that's uncertain. I mean, that's why. That's why I have to say that, John. Just want to say that's okay too. We're going to do another one on one. This is going to be two former tag team partners here, and you'll get who I'm talking about here in just a minute. The Warlord versus the Barbarian. Ah, yes. The powers of pain. J- J- yes, that was a great tag team back in the day. Uh, JD, your choice here. I am going to take the Barbarian. He was just too strong. Yes. Uh, John, who do you pick, the Warlord or the Barbarian? He says the Barbarian. Okay. I know later on the Barbarian, the warlord got to be got more muscular and got more. Ooh. I mean, the muscular the muscles got like almost grotesque on him, like in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I remember the '92 Royal Rumble. I think uh, I think after I think after Slick stopped managing, I think Harvey Whippleman. Yeah, I think it's too much. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, that sounds right to me. Yep. Yeah, so I think he came at the '92 Royal Rumble. I think Harvey Whippleman walked out with him to the ring. Okay, one of these two next two guys, JD, I may not have heard of, so you might need to give me a hand on it. But I'll go ahead and name him off. One of them I have heard of, of course. David San Martino versus Angelo Savoldi. Angelo Savoldi, I've not heard of, but we all know David San Martino, Bruno San Martino Jr. And uh, you talk about, I just watched something. Uh, I mean, if you go back, and again, I always plug this guy like crazy because he is very good at this. And you definitely got to check all his stuff out. Either Richard Land or the Wrestling Collector. Uh, most, I think it's one of those two guys, but they always put up some of the best shows from yesteryear. I mean, if you want to go back and watch old shows from Madison Square Garden, Boston Garden, the Capitol Center, the Spectrum from the 80s, like 1983, 1984, 1985, you have got to watch it. And one of the matches I watched recently was the infamous screw job of David San Martino uh, taking on this one guy, Ron Shaw, and he lost in less than three minutes in the fans in the spectrum, we're very livid that night. But uh, Bruno, of course, his son would also go on to the Universal Wrestling Federation, the UWF. Uh, he also wrestled for a brief time in the AWA too. Right. So obviously, you're going with the son of the living legend. Yeah, I never got to meet Bruno's son, but I have met Bruno a few times, like I said. And uh, Bruno's a very nice guy. Bruno's a pretty down-to-earth guy, but there's some things. Sometimes, I mean, for a long time, if you remember, until the Hall of Fame came a call, and I think for a long time, he really, him and Vince never really saw eye-to-eye on a lot of things. Mm. And John also said Davis San Martino. You never heard of the other guy? No, I have not. Okay. I thought I did, but I, I didn't. I might have to look this thing. I look these names up sometime. Okay. okay. Anyway, the next one up here. Uh, next, we're, going, we're just going to go ahead and go straight through and do the next two, of course, one, two different one-on-one matchups here, because uh, because uh, two of them, two of the two of the next four guys I have are tag team partners, but we're going to put them in different matches. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the first match is going to be Adam Bomb versus Brian Blair. Uh-huh. Biggie, your pick. B. Brian Blair, the Killer Bees versus Wrath of Chronic, however, if you will. Oh, I knew Adam Bomb was. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Wrath, and he also was uh, Brian Clark, if you remember. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's Tim funny. and Brian Adams, the very dangerous uh, new Road Warrior team. Both were good. Uh, Wrath was a good, dangerous wrestler. Blair wasn't too bad being Jim Ronsell in the 80s as the Killer Bees. But I hate to say it, how he might be going back to Florida getting stung here because Wrath is going to show his wrath here. So you think he's taken in the form of Adam Bomb, okay? And John will pick. John is taking what he's saying, Wrath. I mean, he was known as Adam Bomb, but that's right, John. You're right, okay? And, And speaking of the Killer Bees, the other half of that, J.D., Jim Brunzel taking on JTG. (laughs) 
Uh, JTG was a pretty big guy back in his day. He's a member of Crime Time, Brunzel, of course, also a member of the High Flyers with Great Ganya. Very, very underrated and very damn good team in the AWA in the 70s and 80s, taking on the East-West Connection, among other great uh, foes. I'm going to take Brunzel in this one. Okay. All right. John, uh, Jim Brunzel versus JTG. Prime time for a while was a pretty decent tag team. I'm surprised yeah, they, they were they were up that well. Yeah. I hate they didn't move up that, that, that far though. Mm-hmm. It was kinda of funny though that was that one time they stole Ron Simmons Hummer. He was looking for it and he went, Dang. <laughs> That was hilarious. And John X is going with Jim Brunzel in this match. All right, uh, let's see here. Let's see who else we have here. Ah, we have some interesting ones here. Now, one of you are going to find pretty funny, J.D. We're going, we're going to do one or two on this one-on-one. We're going to switch it around a little bit. So, um, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, yeah, we'll do it that way. Okay. Uh, okay. And speaking of crime time, the other part of crime time, uh, let's do a triple threat here. Uh, the other part of crime time, Chad versus, ooh, I'm sure you remember these guys, uh, JD, Jacob and Eli Blue. Yes, uh, they were a very, very unique team I remember back in the day. I think, uh, they were also known as, uh, the, they had a very unique name. Uh, they were in ECW. I think they were also in WWE. And let me, I just checked out that. Let me check, pull up the bio real quick. Jacob Blue said. Jacob and Eli. Yeah, the, the Harris brothers, Ron and Don Harris. Yes, yes. So the Harris boys versus who again? Shad of Crime Time. <laughs> Ron and Don Harris with one simple word, the H-bomb. And no, I'm not talking hydrogen either. And which one of them two would you pick out of the, out of that? Uh, they were both tough. I mean, they were definitely tough. But I'm going to go with Ron Harris in this one. Okay. Was anyone ever, ever able to tell which one was which? I think, when you look at them both, however, I think, no, because one of them does look like, they both look like... Uh, when you think about it, you put them up against the club of Anderson Gallows, they're almost like they're, they all look like they're the same guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And looking yeah. at it, I think here, hold on, so I'll tell you right now. Uh, I just had a second to go. I think what happened was, uh, well, let's see. Um, what the heck is it? I, it says, well, they also, uh, yeah, it's hard to say which is which because they were also, if you remember, I mean, started in 1987. So weird. They started their career in 87. And right. I guess I'm looking right now. They were both, like I said, started out, uh, in fact, uh, Ron worked as a police officer, believe it or not, at one point in West Palm Beach, Florida. How many people knew that? Yeah. And uh, they were managed. Uh, well, it's so weird, however. I mean, they had so many different managers over their career. Uh, like I said, Zeb Coulter, uh, Paul Ellering, Hot Stuff, Eddie Gilbert, Jim Cornette, uh, Tracy Brooks. 
Uh, last we heard, however, it's so funny, however, uh, like I said, however, uh, Ron is now retired in his one, as I believe he's working with now, however, uh, well, he began working for the Christian music label Beach Street Records in 2009. Ron Don and Frank Miller formed the national-based management company O-7 Artist Management. Believe it or not. Uh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. They've had a unique career. John, believe it or not, is one with Shad. In this. Okay. And here's the weird one-on-one match we're going to talk about here. And we did a lot of these last week. Everybody got a real good laugh out of it. And here's why it's going to be weird, J.D. and um, and John. So y'all listen very carefully. Boris Zukov versus Melina. Who? Melina, Boris Zukov yeah. versus Melina. Melina will be screaming. Melina will be screaming here. I don't know who put this list together. This was done. Seven, this list was put together seven years ago. But I don't know who put put this list like this. But I'm just running. I'm just going down the list here. Yeah, the Bols- one half of the Bolsheviks, better known as Private Jim Nelson, uh, mind you, back in the day. However, and uh, he was also in the AWA, uh, mind you. However, and he also, uh, I think they have the record. However, when it comes to teams, however, the shortest match, maybe tag team match in history, ever, which went 19 seconds, believe it or not, in WrestleMania. Uh, wasn't, wasn't that at... Uh, Toronto. Yeah, WrestleMania 6. Yep. Because the thing was, they were, they were singing. Yeah. And, and, and... The heart Anvil, attacked him. Yeah, Anvil, didn't, Anvil got sick and tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Hitman just went ahead. I'll screw it. It's just, just going to go ahead and get rid of them. Yeah, we'll get our early, we'll get we'll get them done early, and we're going to cash our uh, paycheck early too. But uh, yeah, it says, however, I um, mean, he left the WWE in 1991. Uh, he also, like I said, teamed up. Uh, he also challenged uh, Sergeant Star at one point, believe it or not. And then uh, I guess he also, uh, mind you, however, also fought with Wahoo McDaniel at one point back in the AWA. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, Referring man. to uh, Boris Zukov. But you know what, though? Uh, Molina, tiny little thing, sexy little thing. Just screaming, I'll protect you, Molina, because the big bad Rusky, however, is very strong, and he might squash you. He's 300 pounds, so you can uh, stay safe in my arms tonight, however. So, unfortunately, I hate to say it, Zukov's going to win this one. Well, J.D., you're going to be in shock, but... Uh... John actually said Melina. Yeah, I said the same thing too. Oh, you're saying Melina as I, well? I th- yeah, because I mean, Zuk- because she's got to be protected. Oh, wait, did I take Zukov? Yeah, because you took Zukov. I did say t- I did take Zukov because I was going to protect Melina. Melina. I'm protecting wrong. Melina, John, from the big bad Russian. Unfortunately, as much as I hate to say, because Melina's crazy for even getting in the ring with him. Right there, you go. That's it. Okay, dope guys. Uh, next match up here is a battle of the berries. You're gonna love this. The one-on-one match up here: Barry Windham versus Barry Horowitz. Ah. We say JD. Barry Windham. What can we say about the man? A horseman, a great tag team competitor with Mike Rotundo. Uh, a great individual, 
very tough in the ring. He had some great battles back in the day. However, when he wasn't tagging, I mean, of course, Dusty Rhodes was one of his best adversaries, as we all know. I just watched, in fact, talking about him, I just watched him and Dusty from the Great American Bash of 88. That was when he was managed by J.J. Horowitz, of course, was a pretty good job guy, always paying himself on the back. However, if there is a job, if WWE would ever do a Jobber Hall of Fame than the regular Hall of Fame, I can at least name 10, 15 guys that would be first ballot would be on the list of the Jobber Hall of Fame squad because Barry Horowitz is up there on the list. But you cannot go wrong with the man from Sweetwater, Texas, 6'6", 275, Mr. Barry Windham. Okay. Okay. And let's see what John has to say right here. Uh, John, the matchup is Barry Windham versus Barry Horowitz. Believe, John. Believe. Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because of uh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Because of that whole lineage of the Rotunda Wyndham there. Rotunda, right? John and John is going ha 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 ha, but he's actually going with Barry Wyndham. Okay. Right. And this next one's going to be a triple. We'll make this one a triple threat right here. We're going to say Baron von Rachi. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yep. Uh, the, versus the Cobra versus Mark Jindrak. Hmm. What do you say about this one, J.D.? To say it best in how the Baron always said it here, and that's all the people need to know. So you're going with the Baron in this. Yes, he was a great wrestler in Nebraska, however. He was a good football player, too. It's a shame, however, that he's never been put in the Hall of Fame, because he had some great battles with Nick Bockwinkle and Billy Robinson and those guys back in the day of the AWA. Yeah, I'm surprised that WWE has hasn't gone back. Go back and look to their own. Go back, back and look at some uh, at this library that they they awards that they very well, best. Well, he was also well, he was also in Paul Jones' army. Don't forget back in the day too. I mean, Pez Watley and the Barbarian and Manny Fernandez and those guys fought guys like Jimmy Valiant, the Garvin brothers, and all those guys. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh yeah, that's right. Remember that, uh, uh, John uh, Baron Ratchke versus I don't know I don't remember the Cobra. I think he was he was the fake Sting. I think he, unless he was, unless it wasn't him, then he was a WWE jobber. He didn't wrestle a lot, but if that was the WCW version of the Cobra, that might be the fake Sting he's referring to. Maybe. Yeah, and Mark Jindrak. Uh, um, okay, John's going with the Barons. Yeah, I think I, I think I think they need to really really look to a lot of these a little bit more. And like I said before, there's a lot of guys on WWE's own roster from back in the day that are still that's still not in the Hall of Fame that needs to be in there. Yep. And I'm talk, and I'm talking about. Correct uh, me if I'm wrong here. I, I'll run down this. I'll run down this list pretty quickly. But we still got a few minutes. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Owen Hart, yep. British, Bull, British yep. Bulldog, uh, Earthquake, uh, yep. Dino Bravo. Um, of course, my, one, one I've been another one that I've been lobbying for for so long. I think we all started talking about this one. Ravishing Rick. Rude. Yep, Brian Five Pillman. It's about freaking time they need to put him in there. Yes, Brian uh, Pillman. Brian Pillman. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, um, oh gosh. Uh, Paul Heyman. Yeah, 
I'd have managed it because you could. But, 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 but do you think he would want to go in there now? Mm, I don't think he's ready just yet. Not yet. But I mean, I mean, I mean, sure, I would. I, I would agree he's worthy of it. Yeah. Yes, he is. A lot of guys he's managed is in there now. Sure. And here's another guy. I mean, he. I mean, he was a good tag team wrestler when he started out, and he was even better as a singles guy. We talked about him one night. Adorable Adrian Adonis, maybe. Him and Dick Murdoch were a great team. The North South Connection. He was good as a singles competitor. Yes, of course. He Adrian Adonis, and of course, remember I talked about Jesse Ventura. Yeah. And no four, and of yeah. course they brought up big time and all that. Him and uh, Adrian Adonis and Jesse Ventura were great tag team partners. Oh, they were they fantastic. AWA Tag Champions at one time, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely, I would agree. Um, oh, gosh. There's some, see, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. They're leaving a lot of these guys out. Yep. But, and the sad part about it is they're waiting until after they, they're, they're waiting until after, sadly, they've passed on before they do it. Yep. I mean, I mean, I mean, the people want to see these, want to see these, you know, see what these people are doing now and all that. I mean, what they've been up to. And all. But sadly, that hasn't been the case. I mean, they didn't get to see Mr. Perfect when he was inducted. Yep. They didn't get to see, uh, oh, gosh, who was another one? Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, Betty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was obviously. Piper. That was heart right there a year after he died. What happened? Yep. And that's Yep. They, they didn't get a chance to see. They didn't get a chance to see that. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I'm just saying, there's a lot of these guys that deserve to be in it that aren't in it right now. And, and yep. Undertaker is probably another one, which I don't know if he wants to be in there anytime soon. If he wants to go in there now, well, if he doesn't, more power to him. But I mean, the man is well deserved ten tenfold. But those other names I mentioned. Will deserved big time. Yes. There you go. Okay. Here we go here with our next list of guys right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're gonna have a late we're gonna have an all time ladies match in this one here too, so I'm gonna give you a heads up right here. And we're gonna have against two ladies this time, J D, so don't have to worry about that. <coughs> we're gonna have the first of all we'll do this one. Matt Bourne versus Ludwig Borga. JD. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Matt Bourne versus Ludwig Borga. The maniac Matt Bourne, son of tough Tony Bourne, uh, Doink the Clown. Of course, he was in the first WrestleMania. Ludwig Borga was a tough guy, too, but you got to go with the maniac. However, I'm going to take Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne there. Okay. Luger's another guy, too, I wanted to mention that may. That be, I have, I have, um, I might, I like to see going there. Miss Elizabeth is another. So, I'd say I'd see some of these folks in there at some, some point, but they're not going to put them all in there at one time. I know they're not. I love to see them, but but JD, I'm sure you would agree. I would love to see an All Star Hall of Fame one year. Yes. They need to do that. Again. They did that one year. They did an all eight, almost an all eighties one back in what was it, oh five? Yeah, I think they inducted they inducted Hogan, Piper, 
um, Sheik Orndorff, Cowboy Bob Orton. Yeah, it was almost an all eighties. Mm-hmm. All eighties, yeah. All eighties Hall of Fame class. John is saying Ludwig Borga. Okay. Here is the ladies' match, JD. Alundra Blaze versus Beth Phoenix. All right, Beth Phoenix versus who? Alundra Blaze versus Beth Phoenix. Medusa versus the Glamazon. You got to go with the Glamazon. <coughs> okay. And John's going with Alundra Blaze. Okay. Or is otherwise known as Medusa. I saw a video the other day of her with um, Jim Ross and Paul Heyman in it. These guys were throwing themselves in a pool or something. I'm not sure what it was. I don't, I don't know what it was all about. I saw it, I thought it was on Captain Dave's page or something. I'm not sure where I saw it. All right. Uh, here's another one. Here's another name, J.D., I have not heard of. Let me see if you've heard of this name. Uh... Louis or Louis Serdan, C E R D A N. Used to be a worldwide wrestling star in the 70s in the WWWF. So you've heard that name. Okay. Yeah. Versus Lance Cade. Ooh. I'm going to take Cade on this one. And Lance Cade, another young man, taking way too soon. John, your pick. Louis Serdan versus Lance Cade. Which one? I was talking to John. was asking me what match. I thought uh, John says Lance Cade. Okay. Uh, ooh, okay. Uh, young man who's currently competing in the cruiserweight division here. This is uh, pretty interesting here. Brian Kendrick versus Sylvain Grenier. JD. Sylvain Grenier versus who? Brian Kendrick. Ooh, this is going to be a tough one. The Brian Kendrick we know has made himself uh, well-known, and he wants to come back in a big-time way, however, and he is showing it right now that he means business. Grenier was a good champion, a tag team champion with Will Bear Conway, but at the end of the day, it is going to be plain and simple. It will be none other than the Brian Kendrick. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. John saying the same thing, too? Absolutely. He put one heck of a magic TJ last night for what I think. He did. It was, a good, it was a good match. And like I said, I think these two are going to be meeting again down the road eventually. Right. I'm about to ask you about how they did the ring for that match. Last I'm going to ask you about that here in a minute. Uh, let me do this one right here, then I'll ask you about that. Sure. Uh, okay. King Curtis Iakea versus Kevin Sullivan. Oh, Wow. The guys who met, who were the mentors in the Dungeon of Doom, 
King Curtis was a tough son of a bitch, I remember, however, back in the day, and uh, was the wizard. He was the, uh, the wizard, uh, very out there. We know about Sullivan, his uh, craziness. I'm saying draw because they're both nuts in their own way. Right. <laughs> John is saying Kevin Sullivan. Okay. Yeah, I was, I had heard something about, I don't know where I saw this at, and I won't get your opinion about this. Sure. About the, about the, uh, I saw the the cruiserweight match between TJ and Brian Kendrick last night. Mm-hmm. That they did, they did the, they they did the ring up in a different way. They they, they the ropes were purple. Yeah, they and then they changed him to blue later. I think with the Swan Nice match. I mean, I just I think it's because I think TJ's. I mean, sort of. I has a purplish. Uh, I mean, his entrance is sort. Of, I mean, they. It's like I said, video game entrance, though, but I guess they're trying to make everyone special in their own way with their own entrance. That's probably why they did it, I think. Somebody, right. Somebody said, I don't know what group it was I saw this on, J.D. Maybe you might back this up. Maybe not. I don't know. But I'd like to get your take and see if you think this was true. Sure. Somebody said that they took purple tape and they taped it around the ropes. It's possible, like I said. I don't know. I, I I'll have to go back and look at it to be sure. Right. Okay. I mean, I how they how how they could get that much tape? Yeah. And put and put around around all that rope mm-hmm. on all four sides. Yeah. It'd be mean, wild though. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. And let's see. Uh, okay. I already did that one. Okay. Here we go. Here with the next one here. Uh, that was some interesting here. We're going to probably do mostly one-on-ones here. I think some one-on-ones will be more interesting here to do tonight. Uh, since it's just, since it's just you and John here tonight. Uh, here we go. And we got plenty more guys to go anyway. This is like 500 guys. We're only at past 300, so we got plenty of guys here. Uh, Trevor Murdoch versus Primo Colon. What's it? What's this one? Trevor Murdoch versus Primo Cologne. Ah, oh, Trevor Murdoch is going to kick his ass in more ways than one. He's not that fast. Oh, you know, I was right. Primo one of the um, shiny stars. Yes, yes. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Okay. Uh, I, I, I wanted to make sure that was right. Was, uh, I heard Cologne. I said, "Oh, wait, he must be related to Carlito." That's right. Okay, he must be one of the shiny stars. <laughs> You know, one thing that got me was was that I mentioned this before was where they debuted the Shining Stars at. I mentioned this before. You heard me mention this was in Greensboro, and I heard them. I heard him come out and say, "What a place for us to 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 start to start talking about ourselves in a place like this." He knew they were bad mouth in Greensboro, man. I. Ooh, boy, i tell you what, that was neat. Uh, John, Trevor Murdoch versus Primo. Let's see what he says here. John, what? John's going with Primo. Okay. Don, you're nuts. <laughs> Not okay. going to happen. <laughs> yeah. 
From Puerto Rico, back to you. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, next one here. Carl Von Hess versus Hardcore Holly. Carl Von Hess, if you remember, Georgia Championship Wrestling in the 70s, mid to late 70s, however. Bob Holly, we know, is a tough hombre. I'm taking Bob Holly. Taking Bob Holly? He was known as Spark Plug Holly, too, for a time, I remember. He raced some, too, didn't he? He did some racing, too, didn't he? Bob Holly? Did he? What's that? Bob Holly did some racing, too, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Sparky Plug. That's why, that's why I remember that. Okay. John, Carl uh, Von Hess versus Hardcore Holly. I remember that night. I think I don't know who I don't know who Hardcore Holly was wrestling in ECW, but he got that big cut on his back. He's kind of a slash. Ooh, his back bled. Ooh, boy, that was brutal. Which one? You remember? You remember? You remember on EC that one time I think it was early day, early time when ECW was just getting started. Yeah. Holly was uh, Hardcore Holly was on it and. I don't know if he got taken over the ring or whatever, but he got that bad cut on, bad. Uh, yeah, the blood sport, the extreme rules match with Rob Van Dam when he had to have stitches in his back and he sliced open. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was very brutal. That was, brutal. Yep, that was very brutal. Yeah, they don't have they don't have those days on there anymore. John John is going with Bob Holly on that. Okay, good choice, John. Good choice. Next match up here, Super Crazy versus Mister Saito. Mr. Saito, a very, very good singles wrestler, a very good damn tag team wrestler, super crazy, of course. What was he crazy? And he was super. I mean, he always had battles with Nunzio and Tijiri in ECW. Those were some of the best moments I remember watching, of course. He was a pretty good uh, wrestler in the WWE, too. Uh, I'm going to take in this one, this is a tough one between Mexico and Japan. I got to go with the man from Mexico. And that is the insane luchador, super crazy. And John agrees with it. He's saying the same thing. This next one you're going to find pretty funny, pretty interesting. I don't know what I, I what you think about that, J.D., before you answer. But I will go ahead and give it to you, see what you say. The Boogeyman versus Meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll have fresh meat because he's going to... The boogeyman, he's coming to get him, so I'm gonna take the boogeyman. Taking the boogeyman on that, okay. And and John says The Boogeyman versus Meat. John Meat was also known as uh, Sean Stasiak. Who I think I did mention earlier in on one, on one of the earlier episodes. John's using his second draw. Okay. Next one right here. Nails versus Scott Putsky. The son of the Polish power. He wasn't like his old man, but he had some moments here and there, but Nails was a tough, tough guy, and you didn't want to piss him off, so I'm taking Nails. You're taking Nails, okay. Nails had a feud with um, Big Boss Man for a time, too, I think. 
That didn't last very long either, I don't think. John uh, Nails versus Scott Putsky. Now, now, J.D., also correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Scott Putsky have a feud going on with, uh, um, before he was known as Grandmaster Sex A, Brian Christopher? No, uh, no, Scott Putsky, you're thinking of Sky Too Hottie. No, 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 he had a feud with brief, I think he did for a brief time, I'm not sure, because I know he wasn't, but he was more in WCW with, like, Rick Martel and those guys, he really never made it to WWE, I don't think, I don't think. Well, because, remember, remember Ground Zero 1997, didn't he have a match with Brian? I think he did once, yeah, and then he, WWE never really used him a whole hell of a lot, though, because it's a shame, because his, like I said, his dad, Ivan, I mean, he, he was a tough, tough guy. They didn't call him the Polish power for nothing. He always had some pretty good battles back in the day. Right, right. I remember I think Scott Putsky got injured at that pay-per-view, too, if I'm not mistaken. But I think it was against before Brian Christopher started calling himself Grandmaster Six, I think. But it was, I remember it was, it was at one of those in-your-house shows. I think it was Ground Zero, if I'm not mistaken. And John says Nails would pull the win off in that, okay? All right. Ooh, this ought to be pretty good. Uh, next one here. Special Delivery Jones versus Snitsky. Your thoughts here, J.D.? Which one? Special Delivery Jones versus Snitsky. <laughs> Well, let's see. Snitsky saying it's not my fault. Special Delivery Jones, another member of the Jobber Hall of Fame. And I'll tell you what, like I said, there's so many Jobber Hall of Fame guys I can probably listed. You know, I'm going to take SD Jones in this one for some reason. And Snitsky, it's not his fault. Okay, okay. And John is saying Snitsky. Okay. All right, uh, next one here. Tyson Tomko versus Jose Estrada. Your thoughts there, J.D.? Which one? Tyson Tomko versus Jose Estrada. <laughs> Tomko was a tough, tough big boy. And, I mean, he, he was, it's a shame that WWE doesn't have him anymore because he was big in Japan, too. And he was pretty good in TNA, I remember. Uh, I got to take him without question. Yes, okay. The problem solver, yes. Uh, and John also says Tomko. Okay. Ezekiel Jackson versus Psychosis. Psychosis versus who? Ezekiel Jackson. Oh, big Zeke, I hate to say this, but Psychosis, I think Psychosis better make a run for the board because I think it's going to be pretty ugly. Mr. Zeke's going to squash you. John says Ezekiel. I think Ezekiel Jackson's biggest biggest uh, match he I think he ever had was I think where he was considered the the the, the final ECW champion. Yeah, I think it was. Right? Yeah, he was. Back, he was. Yeah. 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 When he defeated Christian. 
And if Psychosis was in WWE right now and still wrestling, I mean, he would have some great matches with some of these Cruiserweight type feel. Tony Nese, TJ Perkins, Kendrick, uh, Rich Swan, Cedric Alexander, I mean, Grammatolic. I mean, it would be phenomenal to watch, like I said, him go and some of the other Cruiserweights that have fought in the past to fight some of these guys now. I would love to see. I would love to see. I would love to see WWE invite some of the Lucha Underground guys. Oh yes, like and we bring talk, them in. Bring oh, them in. If, oh, if they brought them in, that would spark up so much interest. Big time. It would. Blow, it would blow the roof off the place. Yes, it would. You and bring Mysterio back in the mix, man. Let me tell you something. Ooh. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, Mysterio would. Mysterio would would hype that up in no time. You, everyone knows that it would. Everyone knows it would. But yes. Uh, next matchup here. S.A. Rios versus Edouard Carpentier. Hmm. S.A. Rios started out pretty well, and then he kind of got a raw deal. Carpentier is, from what I hear, a pretty good wrestler. Uh, I'm going to take Carpentier on this one. Okay. Uh, John's going with S.A. Rios. He was the one that had Lita for a while until he started mistreating her and the Hardy Boys uh, came to her rescue, right? I think it's, yeah. Uh, the next one here is, uh, ooh, I like this. Dick Slater versus Brackus. Dirty Dick Slater was always a good, good heel. He was always a pretty decent he was not bad as a face, but more as a heel he was fantastic as. He always had some tricks up his sleeve and uh it's I mean, he uh definitely had some great battles back in the day with guys like Piper and Flair and Valentine. I'm gonna take Dick Slater in this one. Dick Slater? Okay. Uh John Dick Slater versus Brockus. We'll do one more row, and then I think we'll probably call it night because nobody else is, has popped in for the popped in for the night. We'll do one more. We'll do one more volley after this. John is going with Dick Slater. All right, one more here. Uh, let's see here. Oh, we got some good ones right here. Brady Boone versus Boris Malenko. The professor, what can we say about him? He taught his sons well, and they live on in his legacy, and you've learned from the best, however. And that's why Dean should be the professor. I mean, they didn't call him the shooter, the ice man for nothing. Cold as ice, know what it took, however. Always had some great battles with the best cruiserweights. One hell of a sweetheart guy, and I got, and I hope to meet him at one time. Just to say, I've been a fan of his since ECW. You got to go with the professor's son, the professor here, the man who taught his sons everything, and that's Boris Malenko. Boris Malenko. I think you have a, a Malenko in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think you need to put a Malenko in the Hall of Fame too. John, it's it's not Dean; it's his father, Boris Malenko. Do you still want, do you still, are you, right, okay, all right, okay, you still want, okay. <coughs> this next one here is is another funny one. 
or is this another woman versus man match? <laughs> is I think this next person is a woman. I'm one of them. I know is, but I don't know about the one after after her. So, but JDL should be the judge. Michelle McCool versus Bolo Mongol. Bolo who? Mon- M-O-N-G-O-L. Oh, yeah, one of the Mongols. Very old school. Very, very old school. I think it was WWE, uh, late 60s and the 70s. Uh, another favorite sport match. I think Mongol was also Ox Baker, I think. I always had a bald head. I mean, he was he wrestled in all a lot of territories. Uh, Mrs. Undertaker, we know, as uh, one of flaw- Team Flawless. Uh <laughs> You better be flawless here, Michelle, Nicole, and uh, guess what? I hate to say it, you're not going to be. I guess you are going with Bolo. Is that right, J.D.? Yes? J.D.? Yeah, sorry. You're going with, you're going with Bolo? Yeah. Okay. Uh, John? John's also going with what you said, Jenny. He's also going with Bolo. Okay. Next one here. Seamus. Well, Seamus is all the way down at the bottom, near the bottom of this list. Seamus versus Waylon Mercy. Jenny? Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm just watching this, the Dusty Road special on WWE Network. I missed last, last time. Oh, yeah, oh, cool. it's oh, really cool. good. It's really good. I'm near the end of it now, and it's really good. Oh, well, very um, good. Very good. Yeah. Which match was it again? I will repeat it. Seamus versus Waylon Mercy. <laughs> Danny Spivey, Waylon Mercy, what can we say about the man? I mean, he was dangerous. He was a skyscraper. He was the golden boy. Seamus, I mean, is a tough hombre, no doubt about it either. But at the end of the day, however, you got to go with uh, a little bit of luck on your side in this case, and that's why I'm taking Seamus. As much as I don't want to, I'm going to do it anyway. You're taking Seamus, okay? And John says we all know who will win this one: the Great White Seamus. Okay. Uh, next, uh, we got two more here, then we'll call it an evening. Uh, Tony Altamar versus the Tonga Kid. Your thoughts, JD. Which one? Tony Altamar versus the Tonga Kid. Tonga Kid was one of the youngest kids, however, who highlighted uh, made event in MSG. Tony Altamar was a very, very good wrestler back in the 60s into the 70s. And I believe him and Captain Lou Albano were a team at one time. And, of course, the Tonga Kid would uh, go on to form the would be in the Islanders and everything and be in the movie body same. I'm going to take Tony Osborne this one. Okay. All right. And John's going with draw number three. Okay. And one more before we call it a night. Mantar versus Corporal Kirchner. <laughs> Corporal Kirchner versus who? Mantar. Just incredible. That's just not the coolest. That's not just the best. That's just incredible. Uh, I'm going to take Corporal Kirster on this one, the second version of Sergeant Sar, if you will. Right. I remember the flag match, WrestleMania 2, 86. That was a good match. 
And John's going with Mantar. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we are there's we're already gotten 330 out of 500 done, so we got 170 more to go. <laughs> and I will go ahead and tell you that uh, uh, there's the the remaining ones that are left. Uh, um, you you might. Um, Y'all, y'all might kind of, uh, y'all might get a, y'all might get a real good kick out of them. Some of them I heard of them. Some of you may not have heard of them. And we'll just have to, we'll just have to go with it and see. But, uh, but like I said, there's, uh, yeah. But we'll, we will save this here for tomorrow here. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you very much here for joining us for episode 227 of WWS Revolution. I do want to thank for coming on here tonight, <clears throat> King and WOGTS, Gerard T. Smith, also the Iceman, J.D., Jared D. Gerolamo. <clears throat> you can catch Gerard and J.D. as well as the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, tomorrow night, of course, as part of the NWO Madness Kingdom on Wrestling Debate, <clears throat> tomorrow night from 8 to 9. Call ID one three nine nine two five pound, and also you'll be able to catch myself and JD tomorrow night for WWS Outside the Ropes. Of course, our entertainment review show from six thirty to seven thirty. Of course, call ID one four one three eight seven pound, and of course tomorrow night for our for our Wednesday edition of Revolution. Of course, we will be reviewing uh, WWE SmackDown Live, as well as of course more wrestling news and views, and also more history and birthdays. And plus more talk about our more more talk about WWE No Mercy coming up this Sunday. And speaking of no, speaking of this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and let you know that this Sunday we'll of course have our No Mercy 2016 prediction show uh, at five o'clock. And of course, as always, as we do for all of our prediction shows in, in here in the radio network, special edition of WWS Revolution. At five o'clock, like you said, we're uh, uh, making predictions for all all five matches of No Mercy 2016. Give our thoughts and opinions on each match. Uh, who we think will we'll win? And who knows? You might hear a bet or two pop up here, uh, coming up here, like I said, during the week between now and prediction show time and before uh, show time for No Mercy. So, uh, if you listen very carefully, it's going to get real, real, it's going to get downright interesting here. But be listening very, very carefully here at all the ma- be listening very, very carefully at all the uh matches here and all that. We'd like to hear, like to hear your thoughts and opinions. Here's a vote on our poll that we have on the resolution page about which match you but that you would love to see more than more than more than the re- more than any at uh, uh at No Mercy. And I can tell you which one I'm voting I'm be voting for. And also don't forget tomorrow night, folks. Total Bella starts at eight o'clock on the E Network. Oh yes, uh, absolutely yes. I'm advertising about that, so definitely take a watch. Take a watch on that as well. Uh, and like I said, <clears throat> don't forget the rest of our week here in the radio network here as well. Uh, Top Hill Inc. Hopefully, we'll have episode number two under their belt uh, Thursday night at seven o'clock. And then the NWO Wolfpack Thursday night uh, at uh, from nine to eleven. Then, of course, Friday night, of course, uh, the Black Widow will return with the Women's Revolution at 7, and then, revolution, then, regular, then our main revolution 
from 9 to 11. And then, of course, Saturday afternoon with Power Hour at 1 o'clock. And then, of course, like I said, our prediction show, Special special Edition Revolution, Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock. And all that now, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you so much for joining us here this, this evening for episode 227 of WWUS Revolution, of course, the Mothership Broadcast. Uh, join us here tomorrow for our Triple Threat Wednesday, of course, Outside the Ropes, and then Wrestling Debate, and then the Wednesday edition of Revolution right here. <clears throat> and listen to everything we all have to say that we say and do right here, of course, in the radio network. Of course, our, the main the main line here, of course, for all of our shows in the radio network is one seven two four. 444 7444 for King W.O. Gerard T. Smith, the Iceman J.D. Jared DiGirolamo, King, uh, the Human Suplex Machine John Gross, <clears throat> the Last Kicker Anne Marie Rickenbach, and all the, mem- remain- all the members of the panel, way too tough to handle. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw broadcasting tonight for the WWS Radio Network, where, of course, we're one year older and continuing to be bolder. Uh, the radio network continues to be your wrestling connection. Gang, take care. See you in the ring. And as always here in the WWS Radio Network, God bless. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.